Welcome to the Cardboard Herald Reviews, where we give you audio versions of our game reviews, then go behind the scenes of our creative process. Today on the Cardboard Herald is Scythe, the Wind Gambit. The Wind Gambit has two primary features. First off are the incredibly impressive airships, titanic additions to your faction that start the game in your home base. Airships are non-combative, and while there are some basic rules for airships, their powers derive from two cards drawn at the beginning of the game, one aggressive and one passive. The other main feature are the resolution tiles, additional little game ending conditions that will usually provide slight changes to scoring, either adding an avenue for an additional star or otherwise granting some money based on end of game conditions. Okay, let's start with these ships here. Like I said, they're non-combative, which means that they can move into and through enemy terrain if you so choose. The best way to think about them is as little mobile buffs that are asserting their influence over whatever terrain they're currently in. Now, they can move a number of spaces and carry certain things based off of the cards that you drew at the beginning of the game, the passive and aggressive card. You can either carry workers or you can carry resources. If you're carrying resources, that usually interacts somehow with the uh, aggressive card that you drew. Whereas carrying workers really amps up the mobility of the game as you transport them around and drop them off. The basic rules are that you draw two cards at the start of the game and the same abilities apply globally to all airships, whereas the advanced variant allows you to draw one passive and one aggressive card per player and every person has their own sort of airship asymmetry extravaganza. Now honestly, I prefer the basic mode because it feels more fair, tight, and a little bit less haphazard because honestly, some airship combinations will be a little bit more powerful than the others due to the random draw here. But I do appreciate that the option for seven player all different airship mayhem is here. Passive abilities do generally helpful things like forming bridges over lake territories or letting you get extra options on encounter cards. Aggressive abilities allow you to be a big meanie like forcing your opponents to pay attacks to move out of their space or allowing you to import extra characters into combat. I really dig this system of passive and aggressive cards because it means that the ships feel useful regardless of whether it's a combat heavy game or you are merely industrial agriculturalists maintaining a tenuous treaty while hovering on the precipice of war. The other aspect of the expansion is in some ways the more interesting one. At the beginning of the game you draw one of these resolution cards, tiles, really thick. We'll call them card tiles. Kyles, if you will. These either have some new way to gain points or some new way to resolve the final turns of the game, sometimes both. Now these can range from the seemingly mundane, like having a 20 round time limit to the game, to the completely crazy, like the, at the end of the game, the factory in the center of the board explodes, or making it so that the player who placed their six star, if they didn't win the game, then it initiates a final bonus round of a sudden death type of scoring situation. 
I love these resolutions. They don't fundamentally change Scythe, but they add a lot of pressure to make you think outside of your normal strategies, and they can switch up the occasionally too abrupt ending of the base game, making it feel so like every dog is in the fight. Now, I know this is a pretty controversial opinion, but I think that Scythe has some of the prettiest artwork in all of board games, and the Wind Gambit is no exception. And what's even better is that there's something a little bit more vibrant about it. It's a little bit more alive. There's an industrial optimism in the artwork that's peppering the otherwise Steinbeckian landscapes, which I really dig. And the striking production doesn't end with the artwork. The cardstock is great, packaging is magnificent, these tiny plastic standees give a surprising sturdiness to the airships, and yeah, these airships. Not only is the sculpt great, ranking somewhere between the Blackjack and Highwind in the Pantheon of Great Airship design, but having them elevated above the land as looming monstrosities feels both majestic and powerful. It gives Scythe a striking verticality, even more impressive and grand than before. Here's what's cool about the Wind Gambit. All of these changes, they all feel significant, but in no way monumental. And the rules themselves, they incorporate surprisingly easy into the base game, and suddenly you'll be thinking about all the tactical options that you have available to you. Now, I see no reason not to play with them in every game, unless maybe you're playing with new players. But honestly, they're fun, they look great on the table, they are organically integrated into the game, and they facilitate all of the cool decisions that Scythe is all about. Yeah, sure, the airships may feel more or less meaningful depending on the cards that you draw at the beginning of the game, and the resolution, Kyle, will by no means be the sole deciding factor in who wins the game, but both modules add a sort of global variability to Scythe, which is a great thing because you want a game that looks this awesome to feel fresh, energetic, and full of possibilities every time you break it out. And because of that, the Cardboard Herald highly recommends The Wind Gambit, the second expansion to Scythe. All right, everyone, that's our review. Thank you so much for watching The Cardboard Herald. Let us know what you thought of the review as well as Scythe, the expansion, and anything that's on your mind in the comment section below. Also, I super appreciate all of the sharing, liking, and subscribing. All that social media stuff really does help. So once again, thank you so much for watching. I've been Jack for the Cardboard Herald, and you keep on seeing. Hey everyone, Jack from the Cardboard Herald here, and today we're doing our additional thoughts and review Q&A for our Scythe, the Wind Gamut expansion review. For those of you who don't know, we do this podcast, TCBH Reviews. Well, we do a bunch of podcasts, but in TCBH Reviews for a long time now, we've been doing these more conversational additional thoughts and Q&As where we kind of get into the making of the review and then answering any questions that came up as part of the discussion and posting it and you know interacting with people on social media and that's what we're doing here and this will actually be the back end of our tcbh reviews episode for the wind gambit so let's dive into it first off this was a really interesting review to do because 
Uh, we have only done a couple expansion reviews in video format so far, and uh, to date we had the Catacombs expansions, which need a little bit more visual representation, some interaction on the table, but the Scythe uh, stuff has to this point all been in written form. The, not only the base game, but also the uh, first expansion, Invaders from Afar. Those have been written, and in my old written expansion format, or I guess my still written expansion format, what I do is I have this really short, concise, boom, here's what's new, boom, here's what's cool, boom, should you get it or should you not? And I really dig that format. It's quick, it's snappy, it's to the point, and more importantly, it doesn't just cover all kinds of stuff about the base game that you already know and you don't need to see anything. If you are reading the expansion review or watching the expansion review, in theory, you should have all the context you need to just evaluate the expansion on its own. And that's a little harder to do because when you're doing a video review, you want to showcase everything, but you still want to keep it specific to that expansion. I think I did a pretty good job. It's shorter than most of our base game reviews for uh, certainly some of our bigger base games. We try to hover right about the 10 minute mark for a base game. A really big one might go like uh, 12 to 14 minutes, especially if it's something that has like a huge history, like a Dragon Dice review. But anyway, so that was kind of the challenge there. And I think that for the most part, we succeeded. Um, one of the neat things about that review that I had a lot of fun doing is it was the first time that I actually went on location, which just means I went to my dad's condo here in Juneau, Alaska, and went on to his porch because he has a very high elevated porch. He's on the top upper echelon of a condo, and I could just hang out and do little type of things. But let's dive into your questions here. So, Scythe the Wind Gambit, Chris Matson emailed in and asked, would you include this in every game and which expansion would you get first? Those are great questions, Chris. So first off, would I include these airships in every single game that I play from now on? And kind of the, the standby answer that a lot of people have for many expansions is with experienced players, yeah. And that's what I do here. I play this with experienced players. For new players, I'd probably steer clear of the expansion just because you have elements in the airships that you wouldn't have the context to really understand how useful they are until you've played the game, until you've gotten the basic rhythm and cadence of Scythe. And the same thing is true for the game ending condition. For the most part, I think I would stick to teaching with just the base game itself. Scythe is kind of counterintuitive in a lot of ways, and there's a lot to contend with wrapping your brain around uh, how it kind of flows. The basic functions of the game are not what the minis might give you the impression of how the game works is. And the awesome airships, likewise, while super duper cool, I would keep them as the carrot on the stick of if you like this game, then check out this awesome stuff that we get to do. Now, Chris also asked, which expansion would you get first? Also a great question. Now, this again is going to be kind of like a caveat answer. You know, I'm not going to have something that's real simple and black and white for you. Uh, basically what it comes down to is, do you want more of the same or do you want to change up side? And so if you wanted more of the same, which is probably what my first instinct would be because I like both the 
expansions. I reviewed both expansions. I recommended both expansions, and I like Scythe a lot too. But if I had to pick one, I would go with Invaders from Afar first because I'm the type of person who likes seeing more different stuff, like more asymmetry, more factions, more clans. You know, I'm the type of person who in dungeon crawls, I want to see all of the different uh, classes and races and all that kind of stuff. And the same is true here. I would like to have the two uh, additional factions, Albion and uh, Togawa. I believe it's Togawa. Tokugawa? Togawa. The Shogunate, you know, uh, the pinkish, purplish pieces. Uh, and they are awesome. Both of those factions are very cool, and I would go with that route first if you were like me. Now, I don't think that Scythe is actually functionally missing any factions, even though they're printed on the board and it's apparent that they're coming down the road if you don't have this expansion. It doesn't feel like you're actually missing a, a gob full of content, uh, and so the game is perfectly functional on its own, and if you want to actually change up side, like if you have kind of an issue with not having enough options at your disposal, not having enough ways of kind of aggressively interacting with your opponent that isn't super scary like combat is inside, uh, or you just want to have some way of dealing with the... Uh, thing that I mentioned in the review itself that the game kind of ends a little abruptly sometimes and it can be kind of surprising and sometimes anticlimactic where someone just gets their final star along with dispersing all their dudes and all of a sudden they won the game in one fell swoop and you're like ah geez man that can be crushing well this expansion the wind gambit deals with a lot of that through the end game tile thingies and I would recommend that if that is a sticking point for you, then give this expansion a shot. Uh, ultimately, like I said, I like them both. Uh, but for me personally, in my taste, I would go Invaders from Afar first, then Wind Gambit, both good. Now, the next question I had here was from Mayo Warlord on Reddit. Awesome username. Um, he, uh, he, or she, I shouldn't assume here. Mayo Warlord said... Great video, super side question. How do you feel about Alhambra and Kingdom Builder? I saw you have a big box for each. And I do, right up here, yeah. And it's kind of not really something I anticipated it in uh, talking about in this expansion review Q&A session, but you know what? You add Qs, I have As. So Kingdom Builder is one of my favorite games. It is one of those games that I don't think I will ever get rid of. I love the kind of infinite combination nature of it. I love that it's kind of puzzly, abstract, but at the same time has a gorgeous theme. Uh, I think it's really kind of a brain burner. I love Kingdom Builder, and that's a game that I will play over and over again. And we have a review on our site. In fact, the Cardboard Herald launched with our Kingdom Builder review as one of our original four reviews and was the first review that I ever wrote for a board game as part of could I do this? And I ended up doing this. Now, the second part of that is Alhambra. I've played it once. I have a friend, Dan. Hi, Dan, who ended up giving me a copy of Alhambra for reasons that are too grand to get into here. He ended up with two copies of Alhambra Big Box, and he decided to give me one, which is awesome. 
We got it recently. We've had so many games sitting around that we needed to play that we haven't gotten a chance to play it again. I like it so far. It's a little bit more uh, abstract and dry, I would say, than Kingdom Builder. I, I think Kingdom Builder is the better of the two, but I think it's interesting. It's on my shelf. I want to play it more. I'm probably going to make a point of playing it two or three times in the next month to really kind of dig in, maybe get a review up soon uh, of the base game itself, certainly, and hopefully do like kind of a review of the big box, which I haven't done yet. Uh, but that's kind of what's going on with Alhambra. So read some other people's reviews, wait for our review, and check out Kingdom Builder and our review of Kingdom Builder. So thank you so much, Mayo Warlord, for asking those questions. Now, if you have any questions about any reviews that we write, go ahead and post them on to the YouTube comment section. You can send us a contact on the Cardboard Herald website, www.cardboardherald.com, on the contact link. And bottom line, if you want to help support us, you want to help this grow, you want to see more of this kind of conversational style thing because I'm still trying it out on video form to see if it works out, if it's something that people respond to and like, then be sure to let us know and share, subscribe. All that stuff really helps us know that this is some more stuff that you'd like to see and that you want to support us in continuing to spread our cardboard heraldness all over the board game internet. So thank you so much for watching. I've been Jack and you keep on gaming. All right, everyone, before we go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to TCBH Reviews. As always, everything we do here is ad-free and completely audience-supported, so if you'd like to help keep it that way, find the Patreon link at the top of our webpage, www.cardboardherald.com. We have several levels of support with various rewards. I'd like to thank over here on TCBH Reviews our new patrons, Josh Simons, Hawkins Jones, and Nate Zabel of Damage Buff. Also, I really want to thank publishers Weird Giraffe Games, Elzer Games, and Stonemeyer Games, who made Scythe the Wind Gambit, for helping provide promos for our holiday boxes that we'll be sending out towards the end of the year for patrons at the journeyman level or higher. Those are some really cool companies who are choosing to support us, and I am so super stoked and so very honored. If you enjoyed the show, we do a whole bunch of other stuff, including reviews, interviews, and recommendations, cross-writing, podcasts, and videos, which you can find all of that stuff on our website, once again, cardboardherald.com. So with that, I'm out of here. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Jack for the Cardboard Herald. <laughs>